Hello and welcome to the No Holes Barred Witchcraft Podcast. Now, Chris, I know I cut you off before we just started this podcast. Sorry, we were having a little discussion, weren't we? And I cut you off and I said, you know what? This sounds like this conversation can really go places. So why don't we just nip on the stream yard and do a recording and see what happens, right? So you were about to tell me all about your little meeting with the three little Wiccan pigs. Is that right? Well, there were more interesting people there than the three Wiccan pigs, but yes, we can talk about those two. Do you want to talk about the interesting people first? And then maybe on the Patreon, we can talk about the three little Wiccan pigs. Okay, we can do that. Because that make you more comfortable, wouldn't it? I, I should imagine, just in case they're listening. Well, a couple of podcasts ago, we were talking about how I was going to go, hopefully, do a session with one of my favourite moots. And it's one of my favourite moots because there's such a nice mix of people. Like, there's a, you know, about 15, 20 regulars, but they never all turn up at once. So it's a bit of a pick and mix every week. Right. So like you'll get the core, you'll get like 10 people turn up and it's always a nice little small one. But every week is a different 10, if that makes sense. Mm. So what's quite nice is when um, this week was because there was loads of people there. Um, and I don't know if it's because things are starting to open up again. Restrictions are a bit more lax and stuff now, even though it, COVID seems to be spiking. So like, you know... So um, there was loads of people there. And I can't say, obviously, that they were all there to see me, although that may also be a case. Well, I mean, um, you were given a talk, all. weren't you? Or some sort of seminar, or was it formalised training? What was it? They were all gathered to listen to you and drink. Was, I think it's just because it was a workshop. Ah. Um, and it, it, I think it attracted some of the beginners in that wouldn't normally come. Um, so they kind of drop in once every now and again. Mm. And the beginners don't tend to stick around. And I get it's probably because of that kind of t- core 20 that come. Um, a lot of them are quite seasoned witches. So like they're in lots of other groups and lead other groups. So this one's quite nice because it's kind of a mix of people that's got a nice blend of completely different practices. Um, I suppose a bit like your your open moot, you know, of kind of having a mix of randoms that you wouldn't come together in any other circumstance and you definitely wouldn't practice together. Yeah. Um, so it's quite nice to kind of talk about a concept and then hear 10 people give completely different views. Um, but they might not line necessarily up. stupid views. Yeah, like all completely different, but all completely valid. Um, so yeah, so it's it's quite a nice group. But obviously, for this one, as we mentioned a couple of podcasts ago, um, it was going to be one on um, you know intro to spell casting. So because I was aware that people around me are of multiple layers and some of them have been practicing for a really long time. Um, I kind of varied the um, the pitch 
for throughout all of those so like i'd add some little drawings and stuff just suddenly thought i don't know where the drawing is liam i haven't shown it you but i did like a pretty version of the is thing i'm the showing you the other week. one you showed me yeah. the Celtic knot one because there's a couple well, i did of a pretty Celtic, version celtic uh one of this that go to a lot of these moves isn't there yeah so it was, it was quite nice because it kind of meant everyone would, we were discussing kind of the foundations of spellcasting, which was quite nice. Mm. And then you got people like throwing in because it wasn't like a formal session. It was just kind of like an open talk where you start a discussion and then people pitch in and it goes in whatever direction it goes in. Um, so I was talking for about an hour um, and then. I'd brought lots of bits and pieces and I told them on if they'd looked at the the Facebook group, there was a message on there to say, like, bring things that you want to bring or you feel drawn to throughout the week. Um, and a lot of them had brought random stuff. Um, you, you know, you've got witches that had bought a load of different kinds of barks and was kind of like very woody in all their yeah. stuff that they'd brought. And then you've got people that had just bought a handful of crystals um, that was their little collection from years kind of thing. And we were just kind of like share, like um, sharing like the sorts of things we carry around with each other. It was almost like a, a witch's meeting where they all got the contents of their handbag out and went, this is what I carry. <laughs> right. Okay. So it was quite cool. That's good. So did you have to get up at the front and talk with them all through your triangles then? So, well, I kind of sat kind of an edge of the circle because it was a weird place to be. Right. Because it's like it's like a, a small pub and like it's split into two rooms. There's like a front room and a back room. OK. So there's like it's set up for like a main batch of probably only about 10 people. And like I say, there's about 25 of us. So, like, the room was just full of people. So I just kind of, you know, projected to the room. Um, and went through kind of the fundamental stuff. So, you know, trying to break it down into three. Um, you know, talking about it's not all about intention. Did that, were there any shocked faces when you said it's not all about intention? Or were they all just nodding along? Did anyone look like, you know, give you that deer in the headlights look? Well, the only ones giving us that were the ones from the new pagan society. Oh, we'll talk about little, that later. The three little Wiccan pigs that we're going to talk about <laughs> on the pagan Patreon pigs. edition. <laughs> so, but the, but yeah, so, but there were lots of like reassuring nods. Um, and then there were people throwing stuff out there. And then they were bringing in conversations about things like frequencies um, because I some of them had mentioned like uh, when it comes to ritual work, because we were trying to expand the point that basic spellcasting in all its kind of basic forms. So what mm. we would call like total beginner magic that some people seem to think is mastery yeah. once they've done a few things. Um so we were talking about singing bowls and stuff. God. Um, and a lot. To Did be you fair, bring a lot of... one? No, I don't <laughs> own one, Leah. Uh, you know I hate the fucking things. 
But I mean, that people use them for the wrong reasons. I mean, I know it's complete bullshit, but I mean, there are some people that use them for banishing. And I'm pretty sure if someone decided to use their bit in the singing bowl near you, it would probably work on banishing you when you're like some Definitely. powerful, you know, multi-dimensional entity, aren't you? So maybe there is yeah. some... Just, just the sight of one would have me getting to the door. That's pretty powerful. I mean, even if a crucifix with the Jesus on can't get rid of you, a Tibetan singing bowl can. So surely, exactly. surely there is some magic there in that. <laughs> <laughs> So I started this new little segment, which will be out by now, um, on the Tier 2 Patreon, Thoth Witchcraft Patreon, Tier 2 and Tier 3, because I thought, well, we've, had, we've tried to break this whole spell, spell casting magic triangle down. There's been videos, there's been podcasts, there's been all sorts of stuff. So I thought, what if I stripped back and thought about, okay, so the person that's never, ever, ever you know, delved into magic and knows nothing about it. Where do they start? I thought I'll put a little eight segment kind of lecture series, I guess. It's not really a lecture, it's more like a rambling series, um, which I haven't planned in any way, shape or form. I just know there's going to be eight of them because each of the icons you can put together like a puzzle and they make a big, uh, a big uh, picture. So each of the thumbnails, you see, some people haven't worked that out yet, I'm sure. But each of the thumbnails for each segment, you can put them together and they make a big famous picture. Um, but the whole idea is to go through the series and talk about magic from a very beginner level, like very beginner from the perspective of like paranormal investigator. I came along because I want to know if spirits I've exist i've never cast this spell i've never read a magical book i've just watched most haunted you know those sorts of people i thought yeah. taking them and seeing how far you can get with them explaining things and i give a little bit of homework and advice and stuff at the end of each episode you know so anyone that hasn't got access to tier two patreon you need to upgrade yourself and get on there because you're missing pure gold i think um but I'm biased because A, I want your monies and B, I made the series. So, you know, Chris hasn't listened to it yet. But I mean, the very first spell that I talk about is a spell for prostitutes. So, I mean, what's not to like? <laughs> um, but anyway, so obviously this is three little Wiccan pigs because we will be talking about the three little Wiccan pigs at some point. But comparing this because i've got obviously what most people refer to as the open circle moot which the open circle moot in bristol is really like a, a collection of kind mm -hmm. of a couple of moots that run on different days so the open circle moot isn't a specific moot it's basically a facebook page or a facebook group which basically just kind of hosts information about other moots now a lot of the people seem to go to the same ones so like open circle moot the moots that are hosted are the tuesday night moot the wednesday coffee moot and the moot on the move where people like wander around and you know go around to different um occult sites and tours and go foraging and stuff like that so we've got that in bristol um 
But the Open Circle move, obviously, I like. I've chatted shit about a couple of the other moves around Bristol and Bath and that that I've not liked. Um, but what about those ones up your way, then? So you said that you like this one. So can you compare and contrast what's good about this one but that isn't good about the other ones you've attended? And is it just the people or is it the format and locations and that as well? Um. I suppose it's kind of like what you're talking about with the open circle moot is it's kind of got the kind of best people from all the local moots. Mm. Um, so like some of the ones come over from like the South Birmingham and the Birmingham moots. And then some of them come from like the Dudley moots. Um, and they're basically like the people that don't really. Well, some of them aren't are people that don't fit into these other moots and the main reason for that is because they're so specific so like the dudley moot is essentially <laughs> well this will make you laugh is a wiccan moot that is actually ran i found out this week um by a hedge witch right and you're like what a solitary hedge witch so she's just decided to go with a Wiccan format for the moot, which starts and ends with a blessing. Oh, and you no. kind of like, oh, kind of, why would you before. do that? It's like going to church. It's worse than going to church because at church sometimes they have free drinks and free food, whereas if you go into the pub, you've got to pay for it and you've got to do blessings and stuff. I yeah. don't. I, I suppose they're just jumping on the Wiccan bandwagon, aren't they? It's like, I don't practice this, mm. nor do I like it, but I know it will pull in the punters, so we'll just call it a Wiccan moot type thing. Mm. But It's in always this, busy. In this day but and age, does it... Everybody there the knows nothing. I suppose, oh, so this is the one where there's, like, no practitioners, and is this the one that they all just go on about, like, politics and that? Kind of. It's, it's the one that I went to, and I've been to only once. And they were supposed to have, it was a session on poppets. Oh, yeah, I remember you saying about this. Where and they, they were supposed you can't use it for anything bad or something. Yeah. It? So originally, they were supposed to have this really cool local practitioner who's kind of a hoodoo voodoo mish, uh, mix, kind of slightly Haitian, um, and owns their own shop, Little, Little Grey Witch, I think it is, like an online shop. And... Um, he he couldn't be there for some reason like he had to cancel last minute but they still did the session on poppets and obviously this hedge witch had to kind of and she brought she brought polyester stuffing right okay she actually brought polyester stuffing did she have Birkenstocks <laughs> I couldn't see her from the other side of the table <laughs> It would be funny if she did, wouldn't it? Be like another one of your friends that you admire. Oh, fucking Kate West. <laughs> oh, Don't start me, Liam. Don't start me. But that, some would say that that's what all this podcast is about, winding you up for entertainment purposes. I mean, they do say that this Maybe. is for entertainment purposes only. That's not a disclaimer. It really is supposed to entertain and astound. 
I'm sure there are some people that are listening that have never tuned into this before that are completely gobsmacked right now. <laughs> well, probably. Um, but yeah, so I just, I don't like that one. Um, I've never quite made it to the South Birmingham meet, but again, that's very new agey. And they do like a, they do some op open rituals and they, they do like a summer camp, like a pagan camp. Oh yeah, where they all Those go away. Worry me. They all go away together and stuff. So like, it's just not my bag. Mm. Um, but there are some of the people there that come from that moot, and they're just fantastic. Like they're some of the best people um, that I've met locally uh, practicing. Um, but are they so quiet? Do they keep it hush hush, or do they actually talk at the moots? Because I find that often the people that are most qualified to give good advice and stuff are the people that keep their mouths shut. And it's normally the idiots that tend to be spouting loads of stuff. See, I think that's what I like about this moot, though, is that doesn't tend to happen. Right. You, because of the calibre of the people there, with the exception of last week, obviously, but the, the calibre of people normally there means that what's said is always interesting and they don't hold their tongue because right. otherwise we'd all be sat in silence because it's such a small group. Um, so it's quite nice because they're all, they're all kind of various different blends of kind of heathen, pagan, whatever you want to call them that have kind of lived through the Wiccan era mm. and don't really think much of it so rather than people, people newly coming at it. Yeah. So they're quite they're they're seasoned witches who have seen the rise and fall of Wicca kind of thing. Um and have seen the damage it's done to their like to people's practice. Um so that's why I think I like that particular group. There are some other groups that I quite enjoy in the area, just they they're not quite like that. I'd I'd think part of it is because it, that we meet in this shitty little pub um in the middle of nowhere um that's like barely big enough to hold a party um whether you know the beer is shit but it's cheap and the um you know it's cash only you know how many places how many pubs these days are these little granddad pubs um, where they play darts, or I actually saw them get out a, a Domino's board this week. Oh wow! Like, and I mean a proper like thing that went sat on the table, like a full build-up thing. And you got these like ancient guys playing dominoes while we're talking about witchcraft in the next room. Like, <laughs> what's not to love about that? I've often thought that the age of kind of moots is dying and waning because there, there is something magical about going to some random seedy, creepy place, you know, like our the Tuesday night moot, the coffee moots in a coffee shop, you know, that's fairly accessible and easy. Um, but the Tuesday night moots literally in like a secret room above a pub and they've changed the door now as well. So it's like, it's not even like got a glass door or anything in it. It's just like what looks like a dodgy cupboard that people just seem to disappear and walk up a flight of stairs. So you don't even necessarily <laughs> get people randomly walking in to look for the toilet or anything now because there's this fire door there. 
But there is something magical about that in that, you know, you are going out of your way to go and seek out magical practitioners and magical knowledge and stuff, which used to be, other than getting, you know, rare publications, it used to be the only way you'd really get involved with a magical community close by. Nowadays, we don't need that. We don't use that or see that. And I kind of thought, well, if that's the case, then surely the actual moots, if, if all of the plebs, as it were, are getting their, you know, fetish kind of itch scratched by being part of these online communities and stuff and can just buy more and more crystals and new age crap. Um, surely the real magical practitioners will be going to the in-person secret kind of moots and clubs and stuff. But I think that there's to a certain extent, I don't know whether that's true or whether it's not true because there are still going. There's a lot of moots and groups and things that are still going. And at their core, there's a small group of people there that make it happen. But, and the caliber is normally pretty good as well, you know? But it's the numbers people often talk about. I know you've said it before. Other people that, that run moots and attend moots have often said, well, we used to get 50 odd people here or 20 odd people here, you know, that kind of thing. And I kind yeah, of the, think, Dudley, but, the Dudley moot that I'm on about, the kind of one that's gone really wicked. Yeah. That used that used to have a hundred people. Mm. If you weren't there in the first ten minutes, you couldn't sit down. Mm. Like, and that was ten years ago. Like Are we are we exchanging quantity for quality though? So is it just that the scum? the uninterested the ones that are kind of somewhat interested but they don't really want to do anything is there are they the people that used to make up the big numbers that are no longer attending because they're going to paranormal investigation nights or something instead or or is it that people are starting to die off or become disinterested i don't know what's your experience up there with all of those moves because you've been to enough of them now um i think there's uh, for here specifically, it's Pagan Federation's fault. Right. So Pagan Fed kind of came round and destroyed all the moots about 10, 15 years ago. Um, and that was because it basically kind of took over all of the moots. Um, and they tried to do this kind of central um, Pagan Council kind of thing where they tried to get them all to represent. Then they told them all, if you want to attend, you need to be a member. And basically they all went, fuck you. Um, and they all splintered off into these um, kind of circles and mm. covens. Or private groups that don't advertise. That don't advertise. Yeah. So you kind of, you know, and if you're not looking for that, and let's face it, most people I've met these days, they're not looking for covens. Mm. They're very, you know, it is very much solitary practice these days. Yeah. Um, people are quite, you know, they might want to come together for the occasional, you know, for a Sabbath or something or a, a festival of some kind. But they're not actually interested in working with others. Mm. Like, you know, I made a few comments in my kind of speech last week where I was just saying, you know, there's nothing harder than bringing a group of witches together in order to cast spells so because you're always going to be limited by your weakest member yeah um 
because that's you're always always going to be carrying those people in that group that aren't at the same caliber which you know means that that limits what you can and can't do and how far you want to push um so but also i don't i'm i'm not even sure how people recruit anymore like they used to be you know it used to be quite obvious how um there were particular groups that you knew were feeding circles mm, they were kind of training yeah, circles for you to, yeah to find recruits and i i don't even see that anymore um which is interesting but a lot of people don't want to be tied down to a group of people or a coven so a lot of people want to feel like they're in control and a lot of the time you do see this both mirrored in um tv film and books and that with the idea of well you are this is the family the brotherhood the sisterhood you know that kind of thing you are in it or you're out of it kind of thing a lot of people nowadays they want to be able to move around you know as much a you know pay-as-you-go type situation yeah. as opposed to a full-on you're going to sign sign this contract in your arms type thing I, a lot of people dislike that um, but it doesn't necessarily stop people from communicating and talking to others and having friendships and stuff like that. I mean, a lot of people dislike people in general um, and aren't really people, people. But, I mean, I get benefit from going to the moot. And, yeah, there are some times where I kind of think, oh, for fuck's sake, are they just going to talk about Doctor Who for hours upon end? But most of the time, that's only because of a certain one person you know at their core you can just turn to another person and have a conversation which is good you know um it's free to a certain extent it's difficult because i think nowadays we think of everything being formalized we think well i want to learn magic much like I, if i learn anything else i want to enroll on a course on a curriculum but moots have never been about that there's a lot of people i know that have attended because they want to learn something but no yeah. one there is obliged to teach or take you under no. their wing you're supposed to give and communicate and talk and it comes out of the group the people that are there interesting conversation and such you know you're not guaranteed to have your questions answered necessarily and a lot of people no. don't necessarily want to put that that kind of work in you know um but yeah i mean i've seen moots kind of fade or get into somewhat difficult situations where you get a lot of uninterested beginners so there are beginners that come along that they want to throw themselves into it they're really fascinated and they go and they're doing their own experiments they're going and doing their research that kind of thing and then you've got the ones which are just kind of like well I've got nothing better to do on this one day of the night of the week, you know, so I suppose I should go there and I'll go there. But, you know, they don't really contribute anything or talk all that much, nor are they particularly interested. You know, those sorts of people, they're fine, like a couple of them. But as soon as that makes up the largest, you know, segment of the types of people that are there, that's when you, I think you get into some serious problems. Um, but I mean, it is very strange because I mean, with people may having magical conversations and stuff like that, I still to this day really struggle to understand why people don't do anything. I mean, so many people are interested in hearing the stories of other people, but yet they're still 
you know, turn up and go to a moot with magical people where they talk about magic and spell casting and exploration of magical wonders of the world, this world and other worlds, and yet they still don't feel inspired. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go away and do that. You know, they just like go to here almost like story time. It's like an episode of fucking Goosebumps or something. <laughs> yeah. And like I say, I'll be interested to see whether or not that huge group turn up next time. Because there was about kind of, I don't know, probably seven or eight of them that were brand new. I'd never seen them before. Mm. And you just kind of like, oh, okay, well, these people must be floating around in the Facebook group. But it's not a very active Facebook group. Yeah. And I think that's part of it is they don't talk about what's going to happen before it happens. Mm. So people don't turn up because they don't know what they're going to turn up to. I remember you saying you had similar problems with the Tuesday night lot at one point, didn't you? Mm. Where they didn't, they weren't turning up because they wanted to know what was going on. And rather than just turn up like, like yeah, people that I mean, want that to. You see, whenever there's like a talk or something like that, there it gets a lot more people through the doors because they know kind of roughly what they're getting involved with. So it's for the people that are on, you know, not very confident, they'll think, oh, there's a talk. I'll go to that. I know it's going to be on this subject. I know I won't have to say or do anything or talk to anyone. I can just go and watch type thing. And the, a lot of people, you know, are more, comf more comfort in that. Um, in terms of trying to give some structure and stuff like that, I think it can be important. You know, we we do book clubs once a month, whereas not so much everyone has to read a book. It's just you bring a book and talk about it, that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of involvement with planning, you know, roughly interesting things for people. But people come and go all the time as and when they want, you know, but there has to be at least two people to make a move. <laughs> so people need yeah. to go through the door. That's it for this episode of the No Horse Barb Witchcraft Podcast. And now we're on the Patreon. Let me tell you about what our, my understanding of this whole little free Wiccan little pig thing is. And then you can tell me if I'm right or expand on the details. So from what I understand, there was a little group of people that are calling themselves pagan have started up a little Facebook group and they're trying to get as many people as possible in that Facebook group so drumming up a little bit of advertising and stuff by joining all the other Facebook groups and posting crap and then flooding their own Facebook group full of memes and random stuff so as many posts as possible not necessarily quality but more going for quantity is that right yes You've got you've got the pagan society that they're called. The pagan themselves. society, that's it. Is that what that's what it's called, isn't it? That's what they're calling themselves. And okay. they only launched about three months ago. And somehow, um, and that's I think it's from posting in every group going that it's happening, it's happening, it's happening. They have something like eight thousand people in it. Mm. And that happened within like three weeks. It went up to about 8,000 people. Um, and then they decided, oh, we'll, we'll launch a little UK one as well. And that only went to about 150 people. And because they weren't getting the numbers they wanted, they collapsed it 
about two weeks uh, after they started it. Right. And what particularly has me edgy about it is that they are kind of putting it up as a catch-all for um, anybody pagan, witchy, uh, psychic, whatever, mm. calling themselves a charity. Oh. Um, even though they're not a registered charity or anything yet. Um, oh, I've got some planet. gossip for you on that. I've got some gossip. But remind me near the end of this to tell you my gossip. Because it's okay. the next instalment of my Herbalist Without Borders gossip. Oh, okay. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so it's, it's the pagan society that they're pretending to be a charity, but they're not a registered charity. So what no. do you think their intention is? Because it's all about the intention. They must have intention. My my thoughts are is that they want to raise money. So they're constantly oh. talking about how they want to raise money in order to help people. Um, so they did like a raffle shortly after Christmas, um, a couple of months when they started a couple of months ago. Raised about a hundred quid something like that selling kind of free free readings that you could give a donation for that sort of thing and then the money was given to somebody mm. um, that needed it to help them out bought groceries or something like that for somebody. one of the founders <laughs> and i was just kind of like but that's the thing they never said who it was there was no kind of photograph you know photo up of like what's what's going on or the bags of groceries or anything mm. to really say like you know thank you for thank you for giving we've helped two families in a really difficult situation right now do you know what i mean like that kind of stuff um but they kind of turn up everywhere so like every group that you can possibly find they're kind of throwing up these posts you know join us join us then they started a, another kind of fa private facebook facebook group for you to buy products so they've thrown up another one where you can buy readings and um, right. you can buy these little trinkets that they're making and shit like that um but the thing is and they're constantly having these kind of rows with people in the group about you know what is pagan what is x what is y um a lot of like christian bash bashing going on wow. um that sort of thing um and i've challenged i've challenged them a few times where i've kind of gone you know well, what is this to you please explain to me what your practice looks like mm. or that sort of thing um or where they've made sweeping state statements like calling the celtic pantheon a pantheon well, you can't call it a pantheon <laughs> because it's a series of tribes mm. um so stop calling it a pantheon because it's not um, you know, there were little groups of gods about different tribes, but there were never a overarching pantheon that all believed mm. in. Um, and you're also talking about a kind of societal change, not a cultural one. Mm. Um, so, you know, lots of different cultures all were sharing a Christian identity, a Celtic identity. Um, but it didn't actually belong to one culture or another. It kind of floated across the entire geographical area and was more reflected in art and religion kind of thing as a modality 
rather than an organized society um or civilization so i get you know what i get like i get very itchy you know it starts to fuck me off after a while and i can't i have my kind of keyboard warrior moments where i'm kind of like explain yourself explain you yourself. Had one of them in our groups for a little while no maybe you need to get on the no holes barred group and start up a a rant or something maybe maybe but yeah so i've commented a few times and then obviously they've kept commenting and posting in our group and like i say it's not a very active one mm. for the moot so it's kind of like you know it's just flooding the board every yeah. couple of days with another post so one day i just went so we're going to turn up to one of our meetings then um and so obviously they were like oh yeah 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 we're coming we're coming which is obviously what they'd said the month before yeah um and we're like, oh, we're coming, we're coming next, we're coming this month. I'm like, okay, interested. Um, obviously, three of them turned up. The two founders and I don't know, someone's brother. No one ever introduced the three little Wiccan picks. We got the two Wiccans and the driver. <laughs> Presumably. Um, presumably. So, so yeah, they so actually, it's a... I mean, fair play. They actually decided to turn up. And they turned up to the one where you get, gave your talk. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and she asked lots of stupid questions, as you do, um, about, she was the only one that asked stupid questions about intention. Oh, God. Um, so kind of very, very Wiccan-esque, mm. um, Insta-witch way of looking. Um, and then we managed to get some of the other newbies to peer pressure her into actually having a go. Um, right. And she's one of these people that, you know, was talking about empathy. So, right. you know, talking about, oh, I'm an empath, I'm an empath. Which and basically like, okay. means that you're a wet white with low self-esteem issues. And yeah, who, who is driven by, driven by everybody else's emotions. So then, yeah. so I made sure, I made a few comments about that in her right. vicinity. Quite loud. Oh, Chris. Um, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> because it was kind of it was one of those things where you I'd got there were some other very new people there who were mm. brand new to the practice. You got this wonderful like natural mm. who come with her mom, and she was just mind blowingly uh, intuitive, but not really. You know those kind of when they're so natural that they're skeptical of that they're even capable of anything. You know those yeah. ones. Yeah. So. You know, she's she was only like she's only like twenty two or something like that, um, and she's finally trying to prove to herself whether or not this is a real thing. Um, and obviously, she was like, you know, I've mom's mom says this, mom says that. Not sure how I feel about it, kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, and then kind of going, and mom won't commit to anything anyway. She just thinks this is a day out. Um, so you know. Mum's one of these, but clearly she was talking about how the other sister is like the the prodigy, magical child. Mm. Um, and by comparison, she's just not sure that she really believes in it. Like, um, she's got to the point now where she's, she can't ignore it because yeah. it's too, too much coincidence. And interestingly, that was one of the first things I'd said in my talk was something along the lines of, you know, 
we all learn when we have had too many coincidences that we kind of go, okay, we're going to have to have a look at this. Yeah. Um, to the actual point that you've you've made too many things ha happen by accident, that now it's probably a good idea to learn how to do it on purpose. Um, <laughs> so I kind of started started my talk kind of there, um, and was just kind of you know expanding on. But I was so I was so excited to kind of meet these three little Wiccan pigs. Um, thinking that, uh, you know, we we're going to do some verbal jousting, um, that I was going to have to put them in their place. You know, like I was really excited. Um, and then it turns out that they were just a bunch of wet wipes who didn't know anything. And that really disappointed me um, because I was up for a fight. I'm always up for a fight, but I was particularly. You up mean, for this. no, Chris, Chris, you were up for intellectual discussion. We're not supposed yeah. to call it fighting now, are we? We're no, supposed okay. to be nicer and more accessible. So we call okay. it an intellectual discussion. Okay. Whatever you want to call it. I was looking for a fight. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, expecting to have to kind of manipulate, you know. Uh, manipulate and humiliate said person uh, because he really winds me up online proper mm. like keyboard warrior like yeah. I, I joke about being one but I'm not really I just go on a rant occasionally um I'm just you know hope hoping that someone knows something and enough to kind of you know tickle my fancy mm. anyway no, it was a complete waste of time. He doesn't practice at all. Um, she's been practicing like eight months um, and clearly has learned everything she knows from Instagram. Um, and you just kind of like, OK, well, you need to you need to come and actually have a go. Mm. Um, and like I say, I managed to get one of the newbies to just kind of well, the newbies mum kind of went, get over here, have a go. Yeah. Um, so so yes yeah, so it was just kind of like you know i got my i got my carry kits out you know with the little yeah. test tubes of of this and that um and some oils and things like they that use the store you're in <laughs> no they're poo sample pots oh sorry poo samples yeah poo sample test tubes so what did they make was it charm bags or charm bags charm, charm bags. bags right okay and did um, you see, because obviously I know you like to judge people on the ingredients and such they put, did you have a little look at what she put in her charm bag? One of these, uh, one of the free Wiccan pigs? No, I didn't. I didn't. Um, Chris, you're because, such a letdown. <laughs> well, there were too many new people that all had interesting questions to ask. Ah. Apart from the three Wiccan pigs who had nothing interesting to ask. Um, and I tried. To well, they know engage. it all already, Chris. They're third degree initiates, no doubt. I tried to engage. No, she what hasn't even been practicing a year and a day yet, Liam. <laughs> yeah, but you can do that. You only need the certificate from online. Uh, okay. You know, or one of her books, she can just cut it out the back and sign her name to it, you know? Well, obviously, I made a few comments about Cunningham, as I do. Oh, I love it. <laughs> well, I wish I made And obviously, some of the regulars were just chuckling away mm. at the other side of the room. Um, you know, saying things like "Don't fucking start me on him." Um, <laughs> so, I know it's a wicked messiah. <laughs> so yeah, so hashtag wicked messiah. It was so yes, it was quite nice because 
you'd got these kind of people that I knew I'd got to rely on in the audience that would not hesitate to make a backing up statement as I was going through where they'll just make comments or jump in and and add a new flavour that isn't kind of necessarily my way of operating, but that complements what I was saying. So it was quite nice. And then, I, you know, I'd passed, I'd taken my lovely um, planetary tree with me uh, and this new drawing that I'd done, which I finished there while I was waiting for everybody to turn up. Okay. Um, we scared off these two bikers who had made the mistake of sitting in there. Right. Um, we all arrived. And then as we started to really arrive, all of us, they suddenly moved to the other side of the bar. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it was, it was really interesting. And what was really nice was at the end, as they were all leaving, like the regulars, they're all kind of like, oh, that was a really good talk, Chris. I hope you're going to do another one in, you know, in the future, like next time or whatever. So, um, so yes, yeah, so that was quite nice because that's that's what I wanted. I wanted the regulars to actually go, you know, this was fun. Um, so for, some of them left with leaflets and things mm. like that because I don't miss an opportunity. Of um, course. <laughs> you know, plug the podcast and things like that. So we'll see if they ever turn up. So some of them um, could be listening right now. That's what you're well, saying. Could be. That's I what doubt I'm saying, the three but... little wicked pigs will be listening. No. But no, I mean... They do say you can educate pork, but it would be fascinating <laughs> to see if any of the stuff that you've said, they go away, copy it all down, and then release it and pretend they came up with it in uh, their groups and such. They could have taken all of your spell triangle and all of the things that you talked about. They could balls it all up and try and recreate it. And Chris, this is one of the reasons we never wanted to... Uh, make a magical tradition because <laughs> of people yeah. like this because you can only imagine what those sorts of people would go away and actually if they tried to regurgitate the information they stole from you what a mess they would make of it well we'll see what happens obviously right. you could see I, I only wanted to add the layer of planets yeah. to kind of support the people that you know know all this shit yeah. and to give them something new to think about mm. um so they'll never quite understand what the, you know these wiccans would never have understood um what well the thing is they're not even wiccans i'm being too polite calling them wiccans they're insta insta witches um you know these kind of into which in you know insta witch neo wig you know neo pagans mm. who really didn't understand anything that was going on and, and what was wonderful about it like really bad um was one of the reg- new regulars that started a couple like a couple of moots ago mm. um because we only meet once a month on like you tuesday night lot yeah um i'd love to meet this lot every week but i just don't have the time or the money to do so mm. but the um I did jokingly say if if it stayed at kind of 25, then maybe we could do two a month mm. um, because then it would be kind of worth it. I think weekly yeah. would just ruin it completely, yeah. but um, I might see if we could try and do two a month. But, um, but yeah, so we're, what was I trying to say? Yeah, so one of the newbies that had started recently um, 
she was kind of chatting away um to the the insta witch and um she'd done like a reading of her bag okay and she was making all these kind of cunningham references mm. um talking about eucalyptus and opening up and pushing out right um and you just kind of like okay well that's one way to put it um obviously the beauty of it was that two days after the this new girl had made this bag to reconnect with what she was calling her spirit guide well, and i wasn't going to call it i wasn't going to correct her on it um just yet but she wanted to re-establish connection to this you know ancestral spirit or whoever it is that she was meeting with uh, higher self whatever she wanted to call it and um she'd already had um this this symbolism come two days later so she'd had she'd had these um uh, butterflies coming to her altar on on two days later so she was very happy mm. um because this this because this neo wiccan had made this comment and read her bag she yeah. was thinking she'd fucked it up yeah because obviously she wasn't saying what she, she thought she'd put in the bag um mm. because this empathic insta witch had been saying you know oh what well, you know i can see this this and this mm. she was like oh shit maybe i fucked up the spell well that's the problem um, with these neo wiggins but luckily i'd caught her later on and i went just don't worry about it mm. um but what was nice was having conversations with some of these beginners who are kind of like oh well i keep going back i said well obviously that's part of your problem and you know describing as a dog on the leash like yeah. if you don't let it go how's yeah. it ever going to manifest um so lots of this kind of like foundational stuff that was just really nice mm. to talk about in a very practical way um and i think they got i think they got stuff from it i think it was nice um and we might do the next one, depending on whether or not Rob was there, because that was the only downside. The guy who runs it, who is the main reason I go, because he's just awesome, bless him. Um, he's had some family shit go on, so right. couldn't actually attend. Um, and he's been so busy with the family drama that he couldn't even tell me that he'd basically put me in charge for the week. Didn't tell me that um i guess he just assumed as a super witch i would know um yeah. so luckily i'd prepared everything ready um so he didn't get to see this like packed house oh so we we took lots of pictures not to rub his face in it just to kind no, of say clearly not that's just an added bonus <laughs> so but he'd asked for them he was like oh make sure you, you take nice pictures and stuff um, so yes, yeah, so we took these pictures. But it's quite nice because we've got newbie, we've got newbies there as well who mm. were quite seasoned. Yeah. So this one guy was talking about how because he walks with um, a walking stick, and he oh, was did saying, "Do a faith healing, Chris? Did he say walk, walk without your stick? Come to me, come <laughs> to me. By the power of grace, girl. I mean, Jesus, <laughs> walk, walk." 
<laughs> no, but I did make sure I didn't make the comment about unbalanced behaviour. Um, <laughs> but it was one of those he'd he'd made some points about because he's clearly he actually was a Wiccan, mm. like he was a proper initiated Wiccan, um, but a very earthy one. Mm. Um, so he was talking about you know like I have to be careful with when I start to rage. He said, and I'll often use my um, my walking stick for grounding. So mm. we were talking about, because obviously one of the newbies, the, the natural, was asking about protection magic, like, should I be doing anything? And you know what I'm like, no. Um, what are you protecting against? Can you see the problem? No. Yeah. Um, so we were talking about the importance of grounding and cleansing. And then this Wiccan jumped in. And obviously, like, you know, there are a few Wiccans out there, the kind of long-standing ones. Yeah. That, you know, are hereditary witches, mm. and they do have a real practice. Mm. Um, so he was quite cool. Um, he was also like, I've got a collection of all sorts of, we've got like a huge woodland. Mm. Um, he said, so I, I quite often have random branches of woods, wood that you don't come across. Um, he said, I've got lots of animal bones and things like that. So anything you want, let me know. So obviously, instantly my new best friend. Mm -hmm. um, and um, yeah, so he was talking about using his um, using his walking stick, almost like a staff. Yeah. Um, and kind of as a lightning rod to make sure that you know bad energy or whatever he, he was generating he could redirect to the earth at any one time so there was kind of like some really nice discussions that you hope to have at those sorts of sessions that you don't normally when there are big groups mm. um but it did feel like i was having to stretch myself and split myself into many pieces to try and see everybody um because essentially because rob wasn't there i was hosting so it kind of meant that i had to run around and make sure everyone was happy um but it was good it was good anyway so come on gossip tell me so i did i built the compost bin for the herbless without borders botanical garden i don't know if i should be saying this you know because it's a bit gossipy and rude and such and i don't mean to be rude but it fascinates me the whole thing has kind of fascinated me so you said about this registered charity thing i have the um pagan people aren't on the registered charity i found out um that herbless without borders bristol isn't a registered charity nor do they declare any taxes or anything like that and actually it's the kitty of a couple of old biddies that are stocking money in a tin in a room they what? pay the place it's all like proper fucking dodgy and i was like what about all the insurances like, oh yeah if someone hurt themselves on a rake in the garden i'd be personally liable for that because enough in the setup and i was like what are you talking about it's herbalists without fucking borders this is like an international thing she's like oh yeah we're not really part of that and i was like but you've got you're using their logo you're using all of their stuff what do you mean you're not part of it oh well we've been asked if we want to join but we've always said no it sounds like too much effort blah 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 blah. <laughs> so it's basically a couple of bearing in mind right if i recap because some people won't have listened to me talk on the 
tier two or whatever of the Patreon when I discussed it last time. You've got a bunch of old biddies. You've got Herbalist Without Borders, which basically um, produce and make herbal medicines and stuff and give them away to refugees, you know, homeless people, all of that sort of thing. So charity. They get donations. They get people donating time and stuff like that. They put on these little medicine-making workshops and stuff and various other things. They rent out a kitchen space, a food technology kitchen, and a a room to store everything in it. Uh, I won't say where it is, but somewhere in Bristol. And I thought this is probably a, like a proper international big organisation, like Doctors Without Borders. You know, they've got all the I's dotted and the T's crossed. No, there is an organisation that's Herbalist Without Borders International, and then there's all these little mini chapters, they call them, like a proper fucking cult, where you've got one or two people run in a section. This Bristol one's been going for a while, and there's a couple of, there's one specific person that's been running it for about seven years now, it seems like, an older person. And um, they just <laughs> basically, <laughs> last, the first time I went, we were given this uh, recipe and told, go and make this joint and muscle rub, self. Um, here's a bunch of stuff on the table. And there was like three formulas there. One of them was crossed out. One of them was in computer typed um, font. And one of them was like handwritten at the bottom. And she said, rewrite this formula and triple everything. And I was like, am I not gonna get a lesson on how to make a solve or what the hell a solve is or anything like that? So there was none of that. There was literally just like, oh yeah, here's a bunch of stuff on the table, go and make it quick. Um, so I partnered up with some random person that would never been there before. We, we made this salve and stuff and there was about five of us, I think, all together, plus the two ladies that was running it. It was basically like an old, a bunch of old biddies in a kitchen. So that was the first one I went to. And then the second, second time I met one of them at their botanical garden, their physic garden, they're calling the Herbless Without Borders Bristol Botanical Garden, which is an allotment. It's <laughs> this allotment. As a little shack, I made a, um, a compost bin for them out of some old pallets I got from a warehouse. Um, and uh, yeah, so I've been doing that. I've been volunteering for them. And then the, the second time I went to make potions I should just say there it was the same old lady who was running she had another person that was helping run it and oh my gosh was it a fucking shambles it's like there was <laughs> they were trying to make they'd made their own apple cider vinegar and they were going on and on and on about all oh, the mother she'd rotten the mother there's something wrong with the mother and I was like I kind of understand what you're talking about because I know what a mother is you know but all of these other people are looking around like people that randomly people that have attended what they presume is probably a medicine making class but it's no such thing and we're like what the fuck are they talking about the mother what what and there's this basically there's these two older ladies one of them's got this it's like those big um big jars with the taps on you know that you'd put punch in yeah. and stuff like that um, or sangria, and they had one of those, big one of those, big plastic one, and it, they had this apple cider vinegar, and they're like, how are we going to get the mother out? Are we going to pour it in? And there was one of them trying to hold it, shaking, pouring it out, and then what happens? It just fucking goes everywhere, doesn't it? <laughs> everywhere. And then this, this, 
they've got this sieve and this big blob of what is basically jelly as the mother flops out and goes everywhere and they're like oh we're gonna have to throw it away it's gone on the floor and i'm gonna have to throw it away oh it's all right there's more in there the whole thing was a fucking shambles and i was like i got the um mix some beeswax gear and i think it was uh last time it was comfrey calendula um oil right to make the base and uh i was like this is interesting i'm gonna ask her how long i've got it's got to take to put the other ingredients and the essential oils on because i asked her that last time and she said oh you know it when you see it type thing and i asked her this time she said oh i don't know but oh that was another thing right so i was told to supervise Bearing in mind, I've only turned up to this place once, and I went, okay, I made some compost bins on that for her, but I, she she basically said, here's a bunch of people, how to show them how to make a solve, and I was like, what makes you think I fucking know what I'm doing, you know? So she's like, yeah. get, get them to do that, and then I was like, I was like, oh, how long are you going to leave it this time? Because I put on my phone two minutes, I'm timing, normally two minutes. So the girls were like asking, how long is it? How long is that? And I was like, so-and-so who's running it, I won't say the person's name, how long is it? And they said, oh, it's just look, just look. You know, it's like, I've timed to that what her idea of just right is literally quite precisely two minutes, which I can time on my phone. But everyone was like, do I add the essential oils now? What do I do? What am I supposed to do? And it's like, they've got all of these tins that they lay out to fill them fill everything up with but they don't know how much potion or salve or whatever they're making they have no idea so they've got these formulas they don't know how much it makes and it seems to make a different quantity every time <laughs> and she has she counts up and says oh we've done really well we've done 57 today it's like last week <laughs> did the same fucking formula and there was 60 um <laughs> I was like just just quickly whilst it's boiling open all of the lids up the little, little meltings open the lids up put the stickers on and i was thinking wait a minute if we just have all of these open and don't put the stickers on we can lay them out pour them up and only put the stickers on the amount that we need no <laughs> <laughs> no no it's like quick 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 here's it she, she won't give you a box of them she'll give you like half a box of them and say oh there we go there's like 10 of them so you're like this makes 57 and she gives you 10 to 20 and then she's like you've got to do it all quickly because it will set so i'm like they're putting the jug of all the stuff down and then filling them up and i'm like i need some more tins oh yes i'll go and get some more tins get some more tins i'm like i'm screwing them quickly before it all sets <laughs> oh my gosh it's fucking crazy it is absolutely crazy <laughs> and then that was it when we went in i had some rosemary tea with her <laughs> this rosemary tea obviously they made it themselves i could tell because someone was horrified they had a living bug in it <laughs> <laughs> and i said don't worry love it's just organic <laughs> <laughs> it's just the freshness um but yeah basically it was crazy and, and i was like someone else, someone else asked about like the structure and that because i think i'm feeling like i might do a whole lace guild and do a takeover 
um because it's fascinating the whole thing's fascinating and she's like oh we need to change this label but we can't because the herbalist needs it to approve it and someone said who's the herbalist she's like we haven't got any herbalists <laughs> they're all too busy so they don't offer any any time and she's like we used to do referrals we used to have free herbalists and they'd all take referrals for complicated patients but we can't do it and we're not allowed to change any of the labels they've got this covid cough syrup but they want to change it to plain cough syrup but they can't do it without herbalists saying yeah you can change it to cough syrup because no one wants to ask for the covid cough syrup because everyone will think they've got covid if they ask for it so you've got all of this sort of stuff crazy and she said uh, basically on the way out she said are you coming again and i said don't worry i'll be here and she's like oh thank you ever so much you're so methodical and helpful and i was thinking i think to be honest i could just take the place over and just start running my own classes there you know because <laughs> she's got this uh she she's got someone asked like oh can i take a picture of this and obviously i've taken pictures of fucking everything that i could get my grubby little hands on um but she's like which one is oh yes that's the that's the healing self which is basically just the lavender self it's got nothing else and it. it's just beeswax <laughs> key um a little bit of calendula oil and lavender essential that's it you know, she's like oh i suppose yes you can take a picture of that one because it's very generic that one and then she's got this this book that she's obviously written her notebook which has got all of her own works and stuff like that none of which i don't think she's allowed to use because it all has to be an official herbalist one i was thinking i would so structure this entire organization different i wonder if i could be invited to come and help a bit more often <laughs> um so i've got a poster as well this one which is quite a nice one it shows you when you gather all of the you know different months of the uh months and then what you can gather and that sort of stuff um but no it's pretty it, the whole thing fascinates me because they do a lot like this is medicine right this is medicine they are making medicine and giving it to random people that a lot of them don't speak english so how are they supposed to tell you uh, i think i'm dying you know that kind of thing it is very difficult um and i kind of think this is this is crazy because the potential for things to go wrong it's like whoa you know so i'm thinking i i've got to keep going back because it's fucking hilarious something stupid happens every time you know the whole thing fascinates me and she's like oh i've been doing this for seven years i really struggle but i can't do the evening classes but at the same time i struggle with these classes i need someone else to help really and i was thinking yep that'll be me Literally six months' time, I'll be running everything. <laughs> <coughs> so there we go. That is the second edition of the Herbalist Without Borders um, hostel takeover. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't wait to go back a third time to see what goes on then and what we'll be making then. Um, because there's uh, quite a few people that have been on like short courses and stuff like that, but they don't seem to know anything because they've not done it practically. They've done these like diploma things. So, you know, there's not a lot of confidence with what's going on there with the people that turn up and it's different people all the time and it's always hippies. So it's like everyone's a hippie, you know, and they have no structure for it to make money as well. And I was like, what, what are you doing with the fundraising? She's like, well, we're not ready 
registered charity, so we can't get any funding. And if we were to be a registered charity, we'd only be able to get funding from bursaries and grants and stuff. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's not how it works. You know, yeah. I'm pretty sure, you know, she's like, oh, no, we wouldn't be able to sell things. We'd have to put that as a whole different thing. So like, mm, I'm not too sure about that. That's not too. So I have a specific style that's very different to yours. Obviously, Chris, you like to swan in and save the day and all that sort of thing. I prefer to take the theme and watch the whole thing burn to a crisp and then remake things from mm -hmm. the ground up. So I'm waiting for something disastrous to happen where nothing like it can't quite cope and I will swoop in and I will attempt to you know put my little mark on it because I find it a fascinating thing and I think it's very worthwhile um but it's very kind of cloak and dagger is, is weird so people ask about like where does the medicine go and I know two of the charities are like for battered women type refuge places um, and there's some refugee ones, but I think because of like identity and, um, you know, uh, illegal immigration and stuff like that, they're very quiet about where it goes because it goes through like channels, you know. Uh, but like the medicine making side of things, I was thinking, oh, she's making this self nice. Like every time I've been there, every single time I've been there, there's been less ingredients than I've needed for the recipe they've given me. So then I get given, oh, don't worry about that. Don't put as much lavender in. And I'm like, well, that's fine. But then she was like, oh, we haven't got as much uh, calendula oil. Um, we need to make some more. Just stick a load of rapeseed oil in it. And I was like, there's a certain patron that we have, certain person in the Witchcraft Live group, which would tell, <laughs> which would tell, <laughs> which would be able to tell you a story, no doubt, about what can happen if you randomly stick rapeseed oil in something and it, the label doesn't include the fact that it's got rapeseed oil because all of these have been approved by a herbalist and all the labels are given by a herbalist. And if something's not on the label, you shouldn't be putting it in. But there we go. I'm going to leave that there and I will be thrilled to go back and find out more information and I will report back to everyone. So unless there's any questions, Chris, which won't come from the audience, I think that's it for this edition of the No Horse Barred Witchcraft podcast. <laughs>